everyone. I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment, always greatly appreciated. So yes, finally, we are discussing (laughs) season one of HBO's new show or HBO Max new series generation and before we hop right into it because I have a feeling with all with all the teens in the show is going to be take a little bit for us to get through it all but um before we hop right in of course I have to start by saying this is a solo host show so I have to keep my own self on track so we may jump around a little bit. We're not going to go on a linear path. So is that, if that's not your thing, feel free to stop right here and check out another podcast that may be more your vibe. Also, <laughs> expect spoilers. We're going to spoil everything. There's a chance that I could possibly spoil another show, but I try to make sure I give that warning before I spoil it. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Let's get into it. So generation this has been a very interesting show because with all things uh it was impacted by what happened this past year and i believe they didn't even get a chance to film the pilot until september of last year so it was about a year between when they did the or when they got the green light for the show, or it's it's either been a year since they got the green light for the show, or it's been a year since they filmed the pilot. One of those, but they started filming in September of 2020. We got the first half of this season in like the the springish time. And then we just wrapped up the rest of the season, literally this week. (laughs) So there were 16 episodes and it's going to be interesting talking about this because I have a lot of thoughts and I have some notes that I do want to kind of help try to guide guide how we're going to do this discussion. But I thought the easiest way to do this because there are so many kids is to go through it one by one as far as by each character. (laughs) And we might have some overlap because all their stories are heavily intertwined but the thing that got me interested in watching the show was because it stars um I was about to say stars Chester it stars Justice Smith who plays Chester and I've talked about some things that Justice Smith has been in prior to this um and I think this is probably the most interesting character I've seen him portray on screen because Before this, he was doing pretty safe roles where he was, um, you know, in the typical relationship. I'm thinking like Pokemon, where it's kind of like he's kind of the geeky person. I want to say he was in freaking, oh my gosh, what's the movie? He was in Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, the Jurassic World series. Uh, he's like the little geeky friend, Paper Towns. Like he, he's always this kind of undertone of geek. And then you have that super sad movie that he did with L. Fanning that was on Netflix that was just like super depressing. And 
there was no chemistry at all between the two of them. So like he's played these kind of like one note characters and then we get him in this and it's just like a refreshing breath of fresh air. I know, refreshing fresh of breath, fresh breath of fresh air. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. But anyway, it is such a breath of fresh air because it's just like, and I don't know if it's because there are parts of this character that he relates to on a personal note that it just seemed to just be a fun character to watch him portray on screen. I don't know what it is, but I really enjoyed him in this role. And Chester, the character that he plays in this, first of all, we're in high school. <laughs> So we're going to start there. We're in high school and I said, I, I just talked about, or I just discussed, um, what was that? Young Royals. And I was like, I'm going to try to stop saying angsty teen, but this show is the definition of angsty teen. And when it first dropped, like a lot of the reviews and articles are very, very mixed. And I understand why it was very, very mixed because the first half of this season, literally the first half before we went on our little short break, before we came back with the final episodes, it took me a while to like everyone or to even just like them enough to be like, okay, I, I, like I will want to see more from them. It took until literally, like, I guess we can call it the mid-season finale when after, um, what's her name? They have... Greta, no, not Greta, oh my gosh, Delilah, <laughs> after Delilah has, also, there are so many kids in this, so there is a chance that I can mix up some of their names, and I'm not trying to do it on purpose, but um, after Delilah has the baby in the mall, in the bathroom, which, <sighs> the, okay, so we start off and we're kind of playing like we see something that's happening in the present and then we kind of go back in time and then work our way up to that. That was very heavy handed through the first half of the season. So after we have the baby, I'm saying we as if I was there helping <laughs> to deliver the baby. But after Delilah has the baby and we come back for the second half, a lot of that um, jumping like starting and jumping back, we see it a little bit when we first come back, but then it kind of just we kind of stay in the present. So it worked, but then it didn't work because the first half was so heavily tied to what was going on in the bathroom that when we first start the season, we start with the bathroom scene, which is like a couple, a few months in the future. And then we jump all the way back and we're kind of like introduced to all of these kids. So Delilah, she gets lost in the sauce in the first half of this and you don't really... We don't really get familiar with her until after she has the baby. And then she, um, the three girls, Delilah, Ariana, and Riley. Guys, it's no, not Riley. It's so many kids. <laughs> Usually I'd be like, there's so many kids. That could be a downfall. But it's for some reason, and I put this as a note, for some reason it just works. Oh my gosh. What? What is this girl's name? Nathan's sister. Naomi. <laughs> yes, Naomi. Um, so we have Ariana, Naomi, and Delilah when they form their friendship and they're in this like close bond. We more so see it in the second half of the season and it's 
born, we see it kind of grown a little bit in the first half. And then we find out that Delilah's pregnant. She didn't know she was pregnant. She has this baby. And that kind of like brings them closer together. But her having the baby brings all the kids closer together. And I literally wrote as a note, it took so long for me to connect with a lot of the kids, but the best moment in the first half was after Delilah has the baby in like that mid-season finale and they're all like, they all rush to help try to figure out what to do and to take the baby to the drop her off at the fire station. And I was like, okay. And then I was like interested and it was like, oh, we're going on a break and we're not coming back until June. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah. And then when we do come back, the girls are really close and they have formed this bond. And it's like, oh, like, it's kind of the friendship you would expect to see earlier on in the season just because there are so many kids and they kind of have to click off. But because there's so many of them in this friend group, you see them in different, like, smaller groups and it's always never really the same. So it's kind of hard to follow who exactly were friends from the jump. And I'm assuming Chester and Riley, or like Riley and Nathan were friends, but then Chester and Riley were also friends from, it's, it's just too many of them. And so you have like all these little um, small groups. And so, or wait, no. Nathan and Riley were friends from the jump because she knew that he liked Chester. But then it also seemed like she was friends with Chester. And especially as we get further into the season, how the one moment that she has where she's like, pretty much she's depressed. And the only one who seems to understand that is Sam, which so, I told you guys, we're going to jump around. It's so hard to try to focus on one kid at a time because all they're just so heavily intertwined. But the only one who seems to see that is something going on with her outside of Greta occasionally is Sam, but that's his job. But then I feel like he, sometimes he does his job really, really well where he's very intuitive and can tap into what's going on with the kids. But then sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, should we be involving like a parent or something into these conversations? Because clearly there's something else going on deeper here that you might not be able to address at school. So when we had the whole moment when he like called her house and then her mom told him that she was staying with Greta's aunt and all that stuff. And then it was like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, okay. So usually, I mean, I guess. And again, you guys know, I don't have any kids. So I don't, I don't know how these things work. But I would think that if a, if a kid is having issues at home, like, wouldn't someone need to step in to help that kid? Because it just seems like she needed more help than what she was giving in give it getting even after Sam like found out what her home situation was and she was clearly like in a very depressed state but I say all that to say <laughs> I'm unclear on how close of friends she was with Chester prior to like the show jumping off and all that because at the end of that episode, like she's steadily trying to find him, trying to find him, trying to find him. And throughout the season, it doesn't, it never really comes off as if they're like best friends until we get closer towards the end of the season, especially after, even though by that point, it's only like two episodes left. But she finally finds him and then it's like, everything's right with the world. So that friendship while, and Chester also just throughout this, 
yeah, he's friends with everyone, but he never really comes off as a good friend <laughs> in this entire situation because Chester is just a very much, um, he's very much a uh, narcissist <laughs> and really cares about himself and how things will fall into place for him, regardless of how, what that looks like for other people. And you would think a little bit, as far as with Nathan, that it would seem like he was being a little more, uh, being more of a friend, like with that whole situation when he's trying, when he's trying to fake with his mom, like they're dating. And it's like, you can see the friend quality in Chester, but at the end of the day, like Chester's on a rock for Chester. <laughs> even if no one else is going to rock for him. So it's kind of like a double-edged um, sword type of a thing because I don't know. I, if I had, if I was in a sticky situation and it was up to me having to depend on Chester, I don't know that I would be confident that he would completely follow through unless it was directly impacting him as well. And we can get more into Chester because, again, Everyone is, I'm, you guys are going to get sick of me saying this, but everyone is so inter intertwined, like this friend group. And I will say before um, we jump to the next person, because one thing I did put in my notes is that for as many kids as we have in, in this show, we were able to get backstories for everyone. We didn't go as deep as we possibly could, probably could have, but again, 16 episodes, I think is a lot, to be honest, for like something like this on HBO Max, because usually they do like 10 episodes, maybe 12, 16 is a bit much, but 16 episodes ranging between 25 to 34 minutes um, each episode. We got, we, and for as many kids as there are, we got, we got all of their backstories. Um, I think there, if we are to get a potential season two, I think there's more that we can dig into. Because again, like Delilah, we know there are some things going on with her. We kind of very surface level, surface leveled <laughs> um, Delilah, but I think the kids that we really got to dive into, even though we dived into everyone a little bit, of course, Chester, the siblings, Nathan and Naomi, and then we got into Greta's life a lot as well because we had her aunt, Anna, or Anna, um, as well, who we got to get a little bit into, digging in a little bit to, into her life as well, even though she's not really like part of the kids. When we they did the whole show to raise funds for LGBTQ kids, I believe that's what what it was for. But um, and then also just her home life in general, with her like having to care for Greta for a little bit of time. So she, of course she got intertwined. And then her aunt being trans and seeing like Greta clearly is into girls, but like, I don't know, Greta is an interesting, is an interesting one. I tried to Google this because she can, she says that she can like people, but like she can't get, have affection people. I tried to Google if there's like a term for it, but it kept coming up with, it kept giving me results of different terms where I was like, I don't, think that this is the term for this. So if there is a term for what Greta um, has, like um, um, that sounds like she has a disease, but she doesn't. If there is a term for people who can care for people but don't like affection, let me know. Cause I'm really interested to know if there is. But um, yeah, so we did get a, a lot into those kids. I think the ones where we scratched the surface a little bit 
Ariana, we did get into her um, a good bit, especially when we had the whole episode around the girls and we got to see them bonding and becoming witches and creating their coven, which I thought was hilarious. I'm not going to lie. I laughed a lot watching the show because I was just like, some of this stuff is ridiculous. Also, again, I say this all the time. Anytime I talk about a teen show, it makes me scared to have children because I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I would be a helicopter parent, but I don't want to be one of those parents because I thought my school years were wild. My gosh, these kids today. But anyway, so we kind of scratched the surface a little bit um, with Ariana and then her home life. And I think it's very interesting because she does have um, her two dads and the kind of see, usually I feel like a lot of the times, and the other thing I liked about this is that like everyone's story, everyone's story is different, but it's like, it seems very realistic. And you guys know, I love a story that's very realistic and relatable. And a lot of these stories are very realistic and relatable. And I, I like that. Yeah, she has two dads, but she's conflicted with that a little bit. And she has this really strong personality and she just has no filter really. And it's just going to say it how it is. It bothered me a lot in the first half for some reason. And I don't, a lot of it, you know, those people who are like super blunt and say it, say it how it is. And for some people, it's like, oh, yeah, that's just their humor and like they can roll with it. And then for some people, they find it like crude and rude. <laughs> and for me, it was coming up that way in the first half. But for some reason, the second half, it just worked better. So I don't know. I don't think anything changed <laughs> as far as like that character and the delivery. But I don't know. The first half, maybe it was because, again, I told you guys the first half, it took me a while like to like the kids in general. And so maybe that's what it was. And I just was like, whatever. But maybe it's also the timing. Because I feel like there were some situations. Like they had the, um, the little the little stint for a minute where her and Nathan were together. Which was weird to me. And it seemed a little bit forced. Like we didn't really need that storyline. Um, and then also. <laughs> so we have her. And I love that she was like just super out there. And told it how it was. And was... She didn't hide her feelings or how she felt about anything. Even with the whole thing that happened with um, Naomi and Delilah getting together with Cooper and having like their throuple, which is like, <laughs> oh my gosh. This is why I love t like TV and stuff because I feel like it kind of prepares you. <laughs> for situations that you may have never even thought could possibly become a thing. Like, could you imagine being the parent and your child is like, oh yeah, I'm in a throuple. And you'd be like, oh, that's cute. But then like to see them really taking it seriously, like how would you react to that? That's a really interesting question. Some of these things have me asking myself questions of how I would react in that moment. Because again, it's very all relatable, but in that moment when they had the throuple and when they initially had created their coven and they were like, oh, we're going to go to the dance together as best friends. And then the whole Cooper thing came up, which we're going to talk about Naomi in a minute, but the whole Cooper thing came up. And then those who were like, oh, we're going to do the throuple. And they just clearly could not see how much that affected um, Ariana and was just like rolling with it. And so the fact that her dads were there for her, even though she, you could tell she loves her dads, but she's like one of those people who have like who have tough love I don't know if that's the right the right way to describe it but it's kind of like 
they they know her enough to know that even if she says no, they're still gonna show up. <laughs> and I love that. And I love the moment that they have with the ice cream. And I love that we got to get a peek into their home life. Cause a lot of times when we see her dads is with um, Nathan and Naomi's parents. <laughs> so there is that. Um, let's talk about Naomi and Nathan. Let's talk, let's start with Naomi. So Naomi is very much so a, she, if Chester is a narcissist, I would have to say Naomi is pro, is a narcissist as well. She has a very, I think there's a difference between their narcissism, <laughs> whereas hers feels like a little bit like entitlement a little bit. It comes off as entitled, as in she's entitled to everything and it comes in that very much so is realized with the whole Cooper situation because they have the moment where they went on the trip and clearly Cooper seemed to be into Delilah, but then all of a sudden Naomi was like, oh, I'm into Cooper, but and then trying to make it seem like, oh, but if it's not, if, if, that, if you're bothered with it, Delilah, then like, I won't pursue it. Like, you know, those people who are, are they know that you're going to be bothered by something, but then they put on this front, like, they care about how you feel in that situation, even though they're going to do what they want to do anyways. Like, that's the kind of vibe I get off of <laughs> Naomi. And also why I think I struggled with her character in the beginning is that she came off as a brat. <laughs> Hardcore. And a lot of stuff with around what that happened with Naomi in the first half was her and Nathan and, and their them being siblings. Very kind of like vindictive fighting all the time. Granted, I have siblings. We've to this day, we still fight a little bit, but like, even when we were younger, like we would fight, but my gosh, these kids are like next level sibling fighting. <laughs> so it was, it was a lot to take in. And so when you have someone who's like that bratty, it's hard to root for them. Even still, when we get to the second half of this and how everything plays out where she ends up telling Cooper that um, Delilah is the one who had the baby and she says it under drugs. And I was just like, oh my gosh, of course she would. But like also, I've had my wisdom teeth pulled out. I think the way that they portray getting your wisdom teeth pulled out and like getting the drugs and stuff is very over-exaggerated in TV because I honestly didn't feel that way um, when I got my wisdom teeth pulled out because I got put under. But um, the fact that that's the thing that's top of mind <laughs> when you've just gotten your teeth pulled out I don't know. So it kind of came up a little bit as vindictive and like she was trying to throw her under the bus even though she's, she says she wasn't. But that's kind of how it read to me on um, in watching it. And so I don't really feel sorry for her when everything blows up and Delilah finds out that finds out that she told Cooper and then Delilah throws it back in her face like, well, Cooper doesn't even want to be with you. He wants to be with me. And then she sees them having their moment at the end and then she's ready to go because her mom has... We don't talk about her parents in a minute, but her mom has been calling, trying to get in touch with her. And then finally, um, the, her mom and dad are like, we're coming to get you and pick you up. And so she's like done done with the whole situation. So I'm like, I honestly don't really feel that bad for you because you're a brat and you still like she, that brattiness continues throughout the entire season, even though it, it turns from being like more of a being a bratty sister to being a bratty friend and no one wants a bratty friend 
<laughs> trust me, no one wants a bratty friend. So Nathan, I'm conflicted with Nathan because <laughs> he's just from the gate is super like into Chester. We know that coming into the season. So he's also, we know he's bi and they come from him and Naomi come from a very religious household, probably more so their mother than anything. So we have that, all of that going on um, with Nathan. And so even with Chester just blatantly being like, oh, this will never happen between us. And like, I mean, I guess you can't really control how you feel about someone because like, that's just how you feel about someone. And so the fact that Chester was like, oh, let's be, I'll be your fake boyfriend when Nathan asks. And I'm just like, and Bo calls it out to Chester. He's like, clearly he still, he has feelings for you. And you doing this is just like, <laughs> it's not okay, essentially. So I don't know, Nathan, I struggle with him because I want to be like, oh, poor Nathan. But then I kind of don't want to be like poor Nathan because like it's all been clearly laid out, but I will say overall, I don't think they're all like good friends in their own way, but I think his the way that he is a friend, especially to Chester and to Riley, I would say he's a good friend. Um, when Bo essentially breaks up <laughs> with Chester and then, uh, Nathan goes out after Bo and tells him, like, no, he actually is really into you. He really likes you. Like, that was him being a good friend. When they had that moment in the finale when Chester and... Because Chester, you know, is going to be Chester. And so he's having his home, his home moment because Bo doesn't want to be with him. And so that means he gets to be have a meltdown and be drunk and high and all that stuff. And so he gets in the pool acts like he's drowning. Nathan jumps in. And so they're in the room and Chester's like, I'm gonna go take a shower. And I was like in my head, like, please don't let this be a moment because I would rather them, if they're gonna go the friend route, they go the friend route. And I feel like Chester is in this space where he wants to sabotage everything. Like when he has, he did that when um, him and Bo first went on their first date didn't work out his plan and then he went and joined his friends and then that's when he was like oh, okay I'll be your fake boyfriend kind of a thing like he self-sabotages a lot and so I was just like please don't let them do anything or have this moment in this room because I would rather because I because Nathan just comes off as being like super vulnerable that if something was to happen and then afterwards Chester is like oh but it didn't mean anything or I don't want to be with you in that way or let's just be friends like I don't think Nathan could recover from that immediately. And so I was glad that when Chester tried to make the move on him, which was just like, Chester. I was glad when he tried to make the move on him that Nathan stopped it. And then Chester was like, oh wait, like I feel like he had a self-realization moment. Like I'm, I'm being a messy person right now. And like, I need to get my shit together essentially. So I'm glad that didn't go anywhere, but it leads to him and Naomi leaving the party and getting in the car after um, their parents are having a discussion and their father, Mark, is like telling, uh, what's her name? Is her name Megan? 
yeah, Megan, <laughs> that he thinks I should take a break. And I have been saying this literally since the second half of this season has come back. And Nathan told his parents that, he, well, he told them in the first half that he was bi. But his mom tried to essentially pray the bi away. <laughs> but as you saw, Mark being like taking the initiative to know his children and listen to his children while Megan was just being helicopter overbearing, heavy handed Christian mom. I was just like, they, I was like, they need to get a divorce. I didn't, I didn't even say separation. I was like, they need to get a divorce because this is not going to work. And she just has a very strong personality where she comes off as being, as belittling Mark in a lot of situations, especially in front of other people, which I think is like not okay, especially if you're supposed to be a couple and put on like a strong front and be a family and stuff. Like, I don't think it's okay. Even if you're like, oh, these are my close friends. I can do this in front of them. I don't think it's okay to put your spouse down or belittle your spouse in front of people in public situations. Like that just to, to me isn't, is never okay. And so the fact that they went through so many of those moments and then finally he came, he came to the realization like, oh no, we need, we need to separate. I was like, thank you. You need to separate and you probably need to get a divorce because I don't see her changing her tune any soon. And I don't know. She just came off as very vile <laughs> and mean. Like she's, she always came off like, you could tell she loves her kids and she cares for her kids, but like she has a mentality that is very much so what I say goes and I don't care what anyone else says. Like I'm not even going to allow space for you to have your moment because it's going to be what I say. Even when she tells Nathan like, oh, I'm scared for you because he's bi or like what could happen to him. But in my mind, if that's the case, then I would think if you know that that or if you feel that your son being bisexual is going to create all of these things for him in the world, then I would think that at least at home you want to create a more nurturing environment and be more accepting versus like pushing him away and trying to make him be something that he's not. So I don't know. It was just very much so like she just doesn't come off as being self-aware of what she's doing to other people and how what she says and what she does impacts people, her kids and her husband like included. So I don't know. I did not like her <laughs> at all. I feel like this is another story of a um, an out teen who has a horrible mom. Like these moms, can we get a nice mom in one of these stories at some point? Because these moms, man, my gosh, I just talked about it in Young Royals and now here we are with Generation and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then the fact that her best friends are a gay couple and the way that she talks and they try to call her out. Um, the one dead more so than um, the one played by J. August Richards, Joe, and I'm not clear on who was friends first, but I want to say the other dad's name was Patrick. I feel like he was more so like <laughs> ready to take her to town, but was trying to keep it cute because he didn't want to be that person. But I was like, no, she needs to be, she needs a really good reading, like hardcore because she's a horrible person. 
there's not, I don't care. There's no, here we go. There's no way you can be like, oh, you're a Christian or you love God and you can act that horrible to people. I don't care what people do, but you just cannot, you cannot be that horrible to people. I'm sorry, you can't. So anyway, they need to take a separation. They probably need to get divorced, but we'll see what happens <laughs> in season two. Cause when the kids get in the car, that's literally what he had just said to her. And so, and they get in the car, they know something happened. Cause I think like her whole energy and everything shifted and yeah. I think she needs this and I think she needs to come to real realization that she needs to be a more open and accepting person if she wants to keep her loved ones in her life. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway, the one kid we didn't really get a lot from was Jay. Because <laughs> when we start off, I was like, oh, this, like, we, we, we are introduced to him with Trester. And so I'm like, oh, this must be Trester's best friend. And then he just kind of disappears a little bit. And then when Delilah has the baby, we found find out that he's the baby's father. And I was just like, okay. But then we never really get any story for him. So I, there's not really much I could say about Jay <laughs> than that. If we already get a second season and he's going to be a part of this friend group, like, it seems like he's more so, it's hard to be like, oh, he's like a secondary character because some of these kids in this main friend group are secondary. I would say he's like, on the third, the third ring <laughs> of characters. But if he is going to be a part of his group, because we have literally seen some facet of all of the kids' lives, I I would want to explore more of what his story is because I just think it's weird. Of all the friends, even with Delilah, we got to see a little bit of her home life. Um, so I don't know. I think it's weird that we didn't get to see anything about him. So if this is to get a second season. I want to see to see a little bit more of him. Oh my gosh, there's so many kids. Riley, Greta. Okay, let's talk about it. So I kind of talked about Greta a little bit with her realization that she just she can like people, but she doesn't want to be affectionate with people, which is okay. I think everyone has their own things, and there is a person for every person. So I don't know what that looks like, but like it's if she can be with someone who's okay with her not being affectionate, then like 100%, she shouldn't be shamed for it. But the whole thing with Riley, and I, the, the one thing I do love about the show is like, you wanna, I think it's a tendency for us in general, as society, they wanna label everything. But the thing that's great about this show is that you can't really label these kids <laughs> unless they like were like this is what I am. Like you really can't label them, and everyone's pretty fluid. Or is, is fluid still a thing? Because I feel like, yeah, fluid should still be a thing. So everyone, <laughs> everyone's pretty fluid. Where it's kind of like everyone's moving and um, journeying through life without like boxing themselves into anything, which is great, and it's pretty freeing. Which is why I'm like, it's a very it's a, um, a, fr a fresh show, or not a fresh show, what did I say at the beginning? <laughs> it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> because everyone gets to like traverse life in their own way and figure out who they are. And I love like watching people try to figure out who they are because it's not like, oh, everyone's journey is different. And how you identify, like, it's a constant journey and it's always evolving and changing. So I don't know. I just love 
that everyone's kind of like on their own individual journeys and trying to figure out who they are, which is why I think I started to like it more in the second half because it, it got more so out of the box of working up to what happened in the bathroom and Delilah giving birth to more so like getting past that and then just focusing on like the kids and kind of them navigating life in the second half. But we have Riley and so her and Greta are really close friends and then clearly Greta was into Riley and then they went on a trip and like Riley picked up on, um, and I love people who are aware of, who are aware of other people's like feelings and emotions and things like that. I just feel like it's so like, I don't know. And maybe cause I'm speaking from my own experience, but it's hard to be like, I just don't think, I don't understand how people can be in a situation where they just cannot tap into like what is going on around them or when things are super obvious, like you, you don't catch it. But Riley picked up on it, tried to make a move, Greta freaked out and tried to make it seem like she didn't really like her. And so then Riley ended up hooking up with Lucia and then pretty much swore her to secrecy and then Lucia and then Greta were kind of talking a little bit but then Lucia she even said it in the finale was like you both are saying nothing's going on but I feel like there's something going on and she's essentially in the middle of it which was like yeah girl there's there's a lot going on there that is literally not being said that needs to be said they've kind of been like circling each other if you will and so um Lucia was was pretty much like Greta's clearly like she was into Greta but Greta just seemed like she wasn't into her so she kind of was like okay whatever but then she went to the party and she told Riley that she was actually into her but you know Riley was like but you know I'm actually she didn't I don't think she said it but like she's into Greta clearly and Lucia was like that's when she said her whole thing about like oh you guys there's clearly, clearly something going on even though you both want to um deny it <laughs> All while she's trying to, it was so much going on at this party. She's trying to keep people out of her room because Riley has a, a very complicated home life. As I mentioned earlier, when I was talking about Sam, uh, her parents are in the middle of, I don't know if they're in the middle of divorcing or if they're just separated, but her mom seems to be dealing with some, it's taking a mental toll on her mom to where she created this very juvenile room kind of as like a safety a safety sanctuary or a safety blanket while her father is like running around with someone who's t twice what's the, how, what's the phrase who's very much younger than he is and only like a couple years older than his daughter which is I think always weird I don't care you guys can fight me on this I I voice this all the time when we we have shows where we deal with people with very huge age gaps I mean do you but <laughs> I find it weird, especially, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Um, so we're not even gonna talk about it, but anyway. <laughs> um, so we have her, uh, her father running around with this girl and they're all living under the same roof, which is also very weird. And so um, at this party, she's trying to keep people out of this room. People, are, of course, you're dealing with a bunch of kids so of course i was listening to her <laughs> and then she's trying to monitor nathan because she accidentally or she didn't even really accidentally she didn't really come up with a quick enough uh response when his mom asked her if 
he and Chester had really been in a relationship. And so that's when she like realized he had been lying to her this entire time. <sighs> Jeez, his mom. But <laughs> so she has all this going on. And then um, also trying to monitor Lucia to make sure that she doesn't tell Greta that they hooked up. It was just a lot going on with her. What I want to happen, so we had the whole moment between her and Greta at the end when they finally kind of got back on the same page because uh, they kind of had been, like I said, circling each other after what happened at, when they went on their school trip. And so uh, after Greta tells her, like, oh, like, I do like you and all of this, we don't know what that means for them in the future because that's kind of where we left it. But I feel like we need to address her, Riley's home life. <laughs> I think she needs to be consistently going to some type of counseling because she has had multiple moments where she seems to go into like a depressive state. And I think that needs to be addressed. And I don't think it was really fully addressed correctly when she had that whole episode of where she stayed up for like 24 hours or over 24 hours so yeah I think we need to address that um loved being able to see Greta's aunt there and getting to see that relationship and seeing her kind of being like an adult another adult figure because Sam was, and it's kind of weird because Sam was like that in the beginning because uh, they had their um, club that they all were going to. But then he kind of like faded off, especially in the second half after everything that happened with Chester, um, which we still need to talk about Chester. My gosh, jeez, <laughs> so many people. Um, but, uh, and then we also saw her a lot in the first half and then in the first and then the second half in the beginning. And then we didn't really see her anymore, which we didn't really need to. But I do hope if we are to get a second season, like we can figure out a way to continue to have her be there because clearly she's she seems to be someone who all the kids feel comfortable around and like they can talk to. So I don't know if there's something that we can do. There are some storylines that we can create around that. I'm sure there is. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Chester. So like I said, Chester's a narcissist <laughs> in the beginning. And I think the reason why I loved this character is because this character yeah, he's a narcissist, but he's unapologetically who he is, even though, again, this is a show about teens, so they all are dealing with their own individual things. I think Chester's another one who needs to be in some type of consistent um, counseling. We get a glimpse of his home life a little bit, but not that much. We only see him kind of out with his friends. But the Chester that we get in the first half is very much so, like, he seems to be driven by... <laughs> Um, sex and wanting to be with older with the older man, hence the whole thing with him thinking that it would be okay for him to have some type of relationship with Sam. Now, this is a situation, because you guys know, if you listen to any of my other teen shows that deal with uh, student-teacher relationships or like a teenager and a grown adult relationship, it is up to the adults to be the adult in the situation and set boundaries. So I appreciate it that Sam was the adult in the situation. He set boundaries and he told uh, Chester that it was not appropriate. There was no way in, in hell 
essentially, that they would ever be a thing and that he needs to get some help. And you can see him trying to like actually be the counselor for these kids in a lot of ways, but especially for Chester and having that open line of communication, even though I'm like, I'm, when I was in school, I don't know. I didn't really think of the counselor as like someone I would call after school hours when I was in some type of situation where, you know, maybe I was suicidal, but it's good that. Because <laughs> we see at the um, end when, after Chester has his en encounter with Nathan following his breakup with Bo, and then he goes to the um, the sign that he usually goes to with Jay, but he goes by himself and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope this is not about to be like, he's going to jump off or something like that. And I'm going through my brain, like I didn't see any type of warning at the beginning of this. I was like, no, that can't be what's going to happen. But then he ends up calling um, Sam and I think that kind of helped him kind of like stay connected to reality because I think he gets in his head a lot. And Ch the thing about Chester is he's one of those people who seems like they have everything together. They have all these friends, but they're really alone. Or they, it seems like when on a personal level, they're alone and no one would expect that like, they feel lonely. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> essentially like that's the, what um, the vibes that Chester gives off. And so I, that's why I'm like, I feel like he's one, another one of the kids who needs to be in consistent like therapy, but also building real true relationships. And I think it was kind of going there with Bo, but that, and I can see where Bo was coming from, from his perspective. Like Chester's life just seems like this really big life. And there's all these people who seem to be flowing in and out of it that it, he kind of feels like, do you really want to be with me? Or are, I thought he was going to say, are you just being with me because you don't want to be alone? But like, I don't think that Bo realizes how alone Chester may feel. So of course he's like, are you just being with me? Um, because I don't remember what he said, like, cause you want to or something like that. But anyway, like he's not, he feels like Chester's not really into him, into him. And I was like, I, I feel like the moments that we got to see with Chester being with Bo, I feel that felt like the most real that Chester has come off, the most authentic that Chester has come off. Because a lot of the time, especially in the first half, he just came off as being like this really big, loud person to kind of like make up for whatever it is that he's lacking in his personal life. So I don't know. I hope that we get to see some type of reconciliation. <laughs> oh my gosh, Eva is rooting for a teen relationship and I usually don't. I'm always like, you're too young. You need, you need time to <laughs> explore your options. That's what being young is for. But I think Chester needs one get be in, in therapy, but I also would like to see if he and Bo don't continue to have like an intimate relationship, at least a friendship. Because I do think that Bo is a positive um, influence on him. And so we have a moment where Chester is at the top of the building and then he looks down. He's like, oh, you're here. And it's like, okay, but who could it be? It could really only be like a, a couple of people. And so you have to think about who knows about that spot. Jay knows about that spot. Um, Bo, I believe, knows about that spot. I don't think Sam knows about that spot. 
And I don't think, I don't know how close Sam lives the, to that spot to be able, we, like we don't really know how long they, they're on that call, but I don't think he lives close enough to just hop in the car and then drive up there and like Chester not realize that he was driving there. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I highly doubt it's Sam but you never know with these types of things. I'm expecting it to be Bo because I just, there's no one else really that it makes sense for it to be outside of Jay. But I don't know that Jay would, like, why would Jay be there <laughs> at that moment? Like, it doesn't make sense. Whereas Bo, he left um, the party way before everyone else and he could have already been there. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, if we already get a season two, but yeah, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I want to talk about with these kids? There are so many kids and there's so much to cover. Uh, yeah. The only other thing I will say, like the great thing that the show did is you can literally feel all the anxieties of the kids as they're going through all their anxious moments like the highs and lows and there are many of them you literally feel them as you're watching them so I don't know you can say that's a good thing or you can say it's a negative thing but at this moment we have no news on the season two I I am going to say that I think they should get a season two only because they gave industry a second season and I've talked about industry you can go listen to that uh episode if I had to pick between industry and generation I would prefer to watch generation over industry um they're both pretty as far as like shock value highs and lows and all that they are pretty consistent and they're probably both pretty consistent because Len Lena Dunham is behind both of them but um they're pretty consistent but one is based in high school and one is based in like the finance the finance in industry and you're dealing with like young people in like trying to climb up the career ladder in industry versus kids trying to figure out their lives and who they are. Even though I think that um, in both shows, they're still in industry. They're still trying to figure out who they are because they're pretty young. But um, yeah, so I think if industry got a second season, even though technically industry is on HBO, whereas... Uh, Generation is an HBO Max original. It's all HBO, so whatever. But <laughs> I do think it should get a second season because um, I think there's more to explore. And I think there are some things that with some, with the opportunity to tell, to dig deeper into some of these stories that we can iron out um, because the first half of this, again, like I said, it just... It was a slow, not a slow build, but it was like a, a slow growth to liking <laughs> these kids. Like, it was interesting enough that you wanted to keep watching, but it was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about all these kids until we got about halfway through. Whereas now, where we know the kids, I feel like we can dig a little deeper and explore a little more of those stories. Because I think, again, this is the age where kids are trying to figure out who they are. And with the way that the world is, there are so many ways that people can be who they are. And I think that this does a good job of navigating that without boxing people into like 
these little boxes. So yeah, I talked a lot. That was a lot of kids. <laughs> I want to know what you guys thought about uh, this season, this first season of Generation. Do you want to see a second season? Who was your favorite character out of all of these kids? Let me know and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Benjamin on Instagram and at Current Benjamin Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.